Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Coaches Road Podcast. Today is going to be a little bit different of an episode. Um, Rick and I are just going to spend the next 50 to 60 minutes previewing our conference coming up in December. Uh, registration is now open, so go check out our website. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Make sure you register. Uh, there's plenty of room, so everybody's welcome. Um, but just just grab your seat on Zoom and, and join us on December 2nd, December 9th, and December 16th. Um, all right, so what we're going to do today, Rick, we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time on each day, talk about what we're excited about hearing from, um, you know, from all of our awesome speakers that have been really willing to just help us out and everything like that. So we're going to break down every day, talk about what we're excited for, talk about what, you know, interests us uh, the most and everything like that, and then just kind of give everyone a little preview of the the conference coming up. How's that sound? Well, it sounds pretty. I'm still, I'm I'm still like very um, flattered that this actually is coming up now so soon. So I'm I'm actually very very excited that now we have the opportunity to do a little bit of announcement and actually explain a little bit more in depth that what are the thoughts behind the conference? Why do we have three days? Why did we structure it this way? What is the purpose of each day? Um, yeah. Was getting a little bit into the speakers as well, sharing some stories about them and uh, and just why we're excited that they agreed on being on here. And I also want to mention that um, it was very tough to actually narrow down a list because uh, within the last one and a half years we have been we have we spoke to so many amazing people in the coaching community and um, now there will be 29 um no 25 represent uh, 25 speakers and um so that's that's uh, that, that was a bit difficult but i think uh we can be very excited about the people who will join and hopefully this is not the last conference um the first one is hopefully not the last so we can invite others next year and then the following year and then the following year so we really hope to make this an ongoing event for the future as well yeah for sure and and i think it's there's so many great people out there in the in the coaching community and, and trying to find you know the the list of or trying to narrow down the list to to fit into three days and everything and originally we had four days because we were like we have so many people we can invite yeah um but you know it, i think the the structure we have now and, and the people we have coming on it, it's really exciting so let's let's start with you know kind of the logistics of the conference like why yes. why did we start this conference why are we trying to do this conference um and and i'll, I'll let you go first rick because I, I think it's it's something that's really interesting from like our side of things as well, like seeing this come together and everything like that. Well, I think the, the very important reason to us is just that um, because like, first of all, like um, for ourselves that the podcast has been such a big growth opportunity and I need to say I'm, I can be very thankful that we actually have been starting this because uh, it has given to us a lot of different tools um for coaching but also for our personal life um a lot of different skills we could acquire such as like very essential um communication skills and what i mean by this is that actually being able to talk about things even though maybe it's sometimes a bit uncomfortable speaking about more about feelings and just just the last one and a half years have just at least taught me to become more humanistic and um really finding more or becoming better person again. I mean, we have been highlighting this quite often, but I think that's 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 very important from the podcast perspective. But from the event perspective, I think um, at the beginning it was one year ago. I just said, "Hey, let's do a conference," and um, and I think the main motivation behind this is that first mm -hmm. of all, that uh, as we said, we're partnering up with Haga Helia, um, where we are currently, where we're both still registered as students. Um, and this will be this will be taking place in celebration as the 20th of university anniversary and um, please correct me if I said this word wrong because I always get it wrong um, and um, so it's it's pretty much in cooperation with the Hagahira University of Applied Science and um, but for us the main purpose of this event I think it's just that um, 
providing people or actually putting something out there that is um, based around people who have a lot of experience in the coaching world and who have a lot of knowledge and a lot of um, are well known for their specific topic. And very important for us is that um, this is free accessible. So everyone has the opportunity to access it, um, that no one has to pay uh, because we don't, we don't, we don't want that people have to pay for these type of presentations. And we also don't pay anything to the people who will present. Um, so again, a special thanks for actually making the time and really helping us out here because we can have the idea, but at the end of the day, if the speakers would have not confirmed, then uh, we wouldn't sit here today and wouldn't discuss about this. So I think um, partnering up with the Haga Hilia conference, sharing sharing knowledge, um, and then also just providing, especially and also that why we have team athlete coach that we have three different topics on which we will discuss about. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's the, that's a big reason for me is like, you know, we, we do a lot of really cool things in Viramaki and, mm. and, and no one seems to really know what we do. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so highlighting the, the campus a little bit, highlighting the, like the actual physical location of Viramaki is going to be cool because it is one of the best places in the world. Like you have so many great things around you, but then also, you know, just highlighting what we do within the program, within the, the school itself. Like it's such a unique place to study because you have all of these different pieces of, you know, student driven aspects, right? Of classes, you know, projects, um, things like this. And, and just the students are so heavily involved in their own learning and their, and in their own, you know, development. And, and it's, I think it's going to be a really cool chance to, to highlight that, to, to highlight some of our students that will be helping us out on the days. Um, in front of the camera and, and introducing the, the speakers and everything like that. But then also some of our instructors are speaking at the event and, and that will be really interesting. Get there, get them known and, and get them in front of the camera as well. And, and just highlighting the, the knowledge that we have inside the, inside the instructor staff here on, on campus. And then, you know, also the, the, a little bit like with, from the Hagahelia side as well, like it, it works out well because, you know, our, our program is is so like tight knit right like our alumni network everything everyone is is really connected and you know it, it just works out that our conference is in december and the application starts in january so yeah. um it, it's a good chance to kind of get that name out there and get people thinking about hey like if i want to study coaching at, at, at the top level like the top level of coaching i mean not necessarily the top level of sports but I, like Viramaki is the place to be. It has so many, so many unique play, uh, people around it. So many projects going on. So many international pieces coming together, and and now we're starting to to reach out a lot more as a university, as a program, to other universities, to other, you know, academics, other, um, other practical partners that we can reach out to and and partner with like Hagahelia is now a, an ICCE member. And, and now that like we, we are connected to all these universities through that. And, and it's just becoming a, a really cool place to be. And, and every, every year adding more and more to the network and everything like that. So it's a good chance to highlight that side of things. Um, but then for, for me, it's like, you know, we, I think everyone's been to a conference like this, right? Everyone's been on a webinar like this, but the thing that I'm really excited about is, how this project is going to develop throughout the years, you know, like, yeah, we're, we're doing, um, most of the scheduling, most of the stuff like you and I, Rick, but you know, yeah. down the line and, and there are still students helping us out and, and everything like that, but down the line, it's going to become more and more of a student driven project and more and more of a, um, you know, a, a project that the, the class can work on together. The class can figure out what would we want in a conference? What would, what do we want to hear about and what kind of experts do we want to hear about? And then, you know, they get to build their own networks. They get to, um, you know, build their own connections and, and build up their own conference and, and everything like that. So um, I'm excited for, for not only this year and what it's become this year, but where it's going to be in the future and everything. Oh, like yes. That. So oh, yes. Um, I think it's a, it's a great chance for, for us and for, you know, the program to, to really kind of get out there and, and, and share some stuff. So, 
and I think we can openly say that we definitely want to market the program with this as well because we certainly think that this is under market as you have yeah. been describing so that's that's definitely one of the intentions and that's also why we want to do it at this time point because we want that actually people hear about it so if they're really interested they can apply and um, that's why it's good that we have it um, actually on in three weeks second ninth and 16th of december yeah yeah so everyone if you know a, a coach out there or you yourself want to to learn more about coaching and, and how we do things here and uh, look out for the application period starting in January and, and uh, come join us. It's a, it's a fun place to be for a couple of years and, and you learn a ton and, and, and you know, it's, it's a life-changing experience. I think a lot of people can say so. Um, anyway, let's, let's dive into the days. Let's start yep. with December 2nd. December 2nd is our, our athlete development day. Um, focus around that. What I'm really excited for about this is because, you know, we, there are topics that have been, you know, talked about before, of course, you know, like things that I think are really important when it comes to athlete development, CLA and practice with Ken Martell, for example, coming up. Um, we have, you know, the, the fun maps from Heather Mannix and the fun and development theory and, and everything like that. But then we have other topics that, that aren't so talked about and, and, and aren't so heard about in coach development and, and coaches aren't maybe so aware of those issues. And we have, um, you know, we have, Satukowski joining to talk about like depression and stress and anxiety reduction. And, and then, you know, Larry Lauer coming on to talk about how do we play tough hockey, but clean hockey and the emotional control that takes and the, the mental toughness that kind of takes to, to, to limit your, your, your outgoing and outbursting reactions and everything like that. So it's a good balance of, of really important information that's well, like that's, that's already out there and talked about and then really important information that maybe isn't so out there and talked about. So, um, I don't know what, what are your thoughts on the day? What are you looking forward to for that day? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm most, most, the, the thing what I'm looking the most forward on this day is actually that we have the opportunity to kick off the conference and based on how this day will go, that we can actually make adjustments if we need to, um, some things now because that's 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 one of the most fun parts also with the podcast and the entire planning process because um, doing the planning process then sometimes uh, um, a speaker could attend and could not attend and then so we had to adjust constantly all the time so I'm I'm really looking forward that first of all how the first day will go um, how will be the live room how it will be perceived what will be the feedback look like. Um, I'm 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 really excited for this, and um, as you said, we have um, very very professional speakers um, on that day, like we have on every day, because um, we also, as you have been, uh, as also that, um, for example, Tobias Johansson will be joining us, who has been two times on the podcast, which will be very interesting. Then um, you have been mentioning already Ken Martel, and what I'm really excited about. The presentation of Ken and because it's CLM practices because you have been telling to me for example that um, you you attended at the conference or something and he had a presentation or I think about what was a similar topic and a half year later you saw him again and the top and the content of the um, presentation has changed totally so my point is here that he's constantly adding new things here so I'm I'm really excited what this will be now and how this different will this be from what you have been experiencing from the presentations from Ken so far. Yeah, Ken's one of those guys that I think just constantly evolves and, and constantly yeah. evolves what he's doing, which is great for the position he holds with USA Hockey, right? But I think it's going to be really interesting as well because, you know, we have that that CLA in practice and, and, and really I'm hoping that he... he that it dives really into how do we actually use this? What is the best way to utilize this yeah. theory in in our everyday coaching, in our practice sessions and everything like that? You know, one thing that I'm really looking forward to that day is is, is Hero Molly. The, we've had him on the podcast before, um, but he, the the strength coach for Jokert uh, in Helsinki in the KHL. And, you know, he's he's at the elite level of sports, right? And, and, and hearing from him on strength and conditioning and, and just physical development of athletes, 
and how that kind of relates to sports and helps in sports and injury prevention and performance and everything like that is going to be really interesting because he's a really interesting guy. You know, we, we sat on that call and, and we were really enjoying the stories he was telling about the, you know, the adjustments he's had to make because some of the places yeah. in KHL only have one barbell and two, yeah. two twenty kilo plates, you know? And so what does he do with that equipment and, and the adjustments he has to make and everything like that. And, and just the stories he can tell, He's a really interesting fellow, and I, I think that's going to be a really interesting presentation. Yeah, it's about just kind of physical 100%. development and, and physical training, and and then you know one we haven't mentioned here at all yet is is, is Anders Wallström from the yeah. Swedish Hockey Federation, and and talking about the home floor model, and and we had um, Anders on I think at the beginning of last season or um, well, it was pretty much at the beginning of, of the podcast still. It was yeah, not, it was early on, um, very early, but. It was right at the beginning of their implementation of the home yeah. model. So what I'm really looking forward to with that conversation or that presentation from Anders is where is it now? You know, how did that first year go? How did the implementation go? And and did they make any adjustments? Are they making any changes? Or or are they saying like, hey, last year was great. Now it's time for full implementation. You know, no more pilot programs. We're going right in, you know. And, and so where is that? Um, you know, where is that now and, and how has that progressed and everything like that? We wanted to have another podcast episode with him on that progression, but now we now he's speaking at our conference. So I think that's even, you know, it's even better because it's a different platform and everything like that. So that'll be that'll be really interesting, I think, as well. And I'm 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 very excited also to hear about from Anders because I, I think you remember in the paper there was written and you asked him this question as well, when when is hockey when at which point can hockey be considered as hockey? And um, I, what I'm, I'm really excited about if the perception has evolved uh, from the general coaching, cult, uh, from the, from the, from the majority of the coaches, because he also, even though we also look very often up to Sweden and Anders said they have been also facing a lot of issues with um, what type of game format they're actually playing, and the reason why I'm also so excited that he's going to present about this is because I hope that more people in the hockey world become conscious about uh, what are actually um, updated game formats which need to be played to develop um, hockey players in age appropriate way. That's why I'm, I'm really excited about this. And, um, and as you said as well, so how the entire process has been and the implementation, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we just talked with Vivetle last week, and, yeah. and he was mentioning their their new playing formats that they're piloting this year. And I think it was even at under thirteen that they're not playing full ice, you know. And 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 that's you know that's a, a step above, I think, you know. And and really utilizing that information that they that Vetle said they they kind of looked at that from Sweden and, and Finland and and decided what to do, what was best for their country. And and I think that's where the power of this research comes from. You can look at it. And say, okay, hey, this is what Sweden looked at. This is what they found. And then, how do I implement it in my own club? How do I implement it in my own team? How do I implement it in my own country? And and everything like that. And you know, I, I think that's going to be a really interesting presentation yeah. from Anders. And I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, you know, another one that is is a little bit like a little bit more on like a personal coaching level for me because it's something that I'm really struggling with. Um, you know, kind of this year, and I would say. Um, the last like couple years and and it's this this idea from larry lauer like playing tough but clean hockey like how do we how do we develop the the emotional control in athletes how do we develop the the kind of the mental skills in athletes to to control themselves in in a violent sport at some times right like hockey is a very physical sport and and sometimes a very dangerous sport and just because you know it's played on ice we have knives on our feet physical contact is allowed and everything like that so it can get fairly heated and the emotions can run very high and so how do we work with athletes to to help them learn how to control those emotions control their their energy and their and their kind of you know frustrations and everything like that and and play you know play hockey tough but but clean mm. you know how do we how do we work with athletes to develop that so i'm i'm really looking forward that to that conversation or that presentation because i think it's a really important one especially, you know, the reason I say I struggle with it is because a, a lot of a lot of things, or a lot of 
coaches, I don't know, I, it might just be me, but a lot of hockey coaches out there might might um, relate to this. But when players first start being able to hit, they some some players only look at you know hitting to hit, and and so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, hitting for for coaches you know out there that that aren't familiar with hockey, like I think the the pretty universal definition for or the universal reason for hitting in hockey is, is to separate the player from the puck so someone else can pick up the puck and your team now has the puck um but that doesn't always come across right when players are able to start hitting fully so yeah. i think right around that age when players transition from non-contact hockey to contact hockey this idea from larry is really important really crucial to work with those players to control their emotions to control their frustration and everything like that so yeah, yeah, yeah. personally as a coach i'm really looking forward to that comment to that presentation yeah, well, well, I think there's there's nothing to it um, because it's um, first of all, it's you understand that hockey is um, still a sport in which we expose players to body contact, or ex 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 um, especially in which we expose people to body contact. But um, how do we can actually make sure that this happens accordingly without any long-term injuries taking place and without any um, doing any harm to the body and especially to the brain um, because you have had some concussions you told me about and um, um, it's 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 um, it's a very it's a very sensible topic but it's a very very essential topic to touch on and I'm also super excited to uh, Sato Kaski will speak about depression stress and anxiety because I think they are, and in our pathways as people and coaches, there are um, certainly always times where we have these situations and how do we actually cope with them? And on the other coin also that on the other side of the coin, how do we can actually help our athletes to cope with them? Because but especially when they get older, when they get to maybe high school, um, when they have when they have a lot of schoolwork to do and when they have still certain goals and um, when their social life develops all these kind of things uh and they have they feel like they have certain expectations and meanwhile as nowadays there's there's a lot of social media um so we are a lot of exposed to this and um obviously social media is a great thing but it can also have an influence on the mental health so and maybe you can based on social media you, you see certain things and um you might, might be possible that you get depression uh, or a player or i don't know so i, I just Think it's uh, it's a very relevant topic and um i'm 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 very happy that sato will touch on this one yeah and, and that's another personal one for me too because i i don't know anything about it you know like no, i've been coaching no, now no. for six years and and i don't know anything about no. about how we as coaches and and can impact that but then also how like what what to look for what what are some ways that we can help players reduce that or what kind of things that we can do to help you know, to help players with those with those um, symptoms and, and, and afflictions and everything like that. So, you know, it, it's, it's something that I'm really looking forward to hearing more about, because, you know, I, it's, it's something that's crucial, you know, it's crucial yeah. for athletes and crucial for coaches as well. And, and being able to just find out more about that is, is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the last two for this day that, that we should touch on really quickly is is Tobias and, and Heather. I, I think the the interesting thing about Tobias's presentation is we've had him on the show twice and and he has so much information, so much experience and so much passion for hockey and developing hockey players. Now he's in Norway and and the, the, the work that Norway is doing with their hockey and everything like that, it's really exciting. And I think Tobias is a great fit for that for that federation and, and for the job that he's doing and and it's going to be really cool because, you know, Norway, they they have the resources and they have the the kind of facilities and everything like that to to be a top hockey country, you know. And so, yeah. so where is that bar and and how is he going to keep that high with the athletes there and everything like that and and how we as coaches can help keep the bar high for our athletes? It's, it's going to be a really interesting presentation for sure. Yeah, because it's like as we have been discussing, like with him and Deft, that it's um, but it's 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 not. It's not always easy, but I think uh, um, I think he will be very good at presenting how we can actually, we as coaches can do this consistently. 
mm-hmm. because I think that's uh, I'm, I feel like this season I've I've become much better at this. But I think this is a um, also this is this is very important that you actually have a good atmosphere at the training. I feel like because if you don't have like consistent standards or consistent expectations, then um, very quickly the atmosphere can go down. Or if you if you don't have certain objectives, what you are following. Um, so I think that's why this is a it's 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 a very relevant topic. Maybe because um, we we have a lot of people who who have a sign um, who who will who who will have a science based presentation. But I think these topics are also so relevant, and especially this one because at the end of the day, it's part of the atmosphere and about the and and, and it's part of the learning environment. Yeah, and and that's why like I think it's so because. You know, we we've talked about it before, I think, but there's there's kind of a, a balance you have to find as a coach between keeping the bar high and, and putting the bar too high, you know, mm. and and so I think that that that's a really interesting aspect of it as well. So so how do we keep that bar high enough where it motivates the athletes, but not too high where it starts to demotivate the athletes and take yeah. away from their confidence and take away from their competence? So I think that's that's going to be a really interesting conversation for with from Tobias and and now the the final speaker that we had, we used to talk about that day is, is is Heather and and you know I think I don't know why we're talking about her last but <laughs> the fun match like it's so cool like yeah, it I, is. for me as as a coach of of youth athletes and someone that wants to work with with youth sports their entire coaching career at this moment like that's so important right like what actually is the role of fun in development and and you know those two things are not are not separate and so hearing more about that is never a bad thing like no it's always interesting it's always nice to hear about and and it it plays such an important role in in how we as coaches construct our environments construct our activities and 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 everything like that because you know if if you don't enjoy what you're doing you're not going to put the effort in to get better at it and and i think that's why it's so important to hear from heather on this and I think Heather is uh, um, is is one hundred percent the right person to speak about this because she's I think she's emphasizing a lot of fun uh, in her personal life as well. Yeah. So I and she's very energetic. She's always she's very sm- uh, she's very positive, always smiling when we had meetings with her. And uh, and I think that's why this is a uh, um, a person who loves to have fun speaks about fun and development. So I think it couldn't be better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is our, our first day, our athlete development day on December 2nd. Again, you can, you can register for the coaches world conference presented by coach tools, um, on our website. Uh, the link is down in the show notes. All right, let's move to December 9th now, Rick. So here we have our focus on team development and how do we kind of create the team environment that is conducive to success and and success being player development team development and and just overall you know a good culture that develops good humans good good people and and, and good athletes and then good hockey players or good uh, good players of whatever sport so really interesting speakers we have a lot of practical speakers and a lot of academic speakers on this day and and then we also are hearing from from coach tools you know the presenting sponsor of of the conference and you know, it's, it's really interesting. Like now it's, it's the first time we've worked with a, a sponsor before. Um, yeah. but it's, I, I don't think there's a better fit for this, for this day because coach tools is, is a really interesting tool. Like it, it's a really helpful tool. You have questionnaires, you have, um, practice planning, you have, uh, feedback after sessions on the mental state of the athletes on the physical state of the athletes. You can set goals with the athletes and, and just, it's really just one platform for everything with your team. And I think videos coming out um, at some point yeah. here in the next few months and then um, 3D practice planning and stuff like that. So it, it's kind of cool to, to mess around with, but then it's also really conducive to creating an athlete-centered environment. And that's what we're going to hear from with, with the speaker, Eero Joven, and the, the customer success manager uh, at Coach Tools. And, and I, it's going to be really fun to, to hear from them because you know, it, it's exactly that it helps you create an athlete centered environment. And nowadays, mm-hmm. athletes are always on their phone, you know, they, they use com- technology, technology is so integrated with our lives, that coach tools provides a way to use that technology 
for your benefit as a coach. You learn more about your athletes. You learn about their states before and after practice. Everything like that. You can ask them questions about how the team environment is, how their goals are going, and everything like that. And it, it, it just allows you to connect on another level with your athletes and know them further as humans um, and further as athletes. So it's it's going to be really fun to, to hear from Eero on, on coach tools and using that to create an athlete-centered environment. Yeah, and the way I, the way I, um, the way I like to look at this is that, especially because um, when we use coach tools, it doesn't mean that we should not talk to our players anymore. We should talk to our players anytime. But if we use coach tools, it facilitates um, the talking process. So, um, because as you said, every practice they can fill out questionnaires and everything. Um, so based on the questionnaires, we can have conversation with them, um, about their emotional state, about their mental state, physical state, everything. So, and then when you fill them out and you, you go to the practice and we know it by ourselves. And sometimes, um, that's why it's, it's, it's actually very interesting because sometimes we push too much over the bar. And then maybe when we watch afterward that, hey, maybe there's the reason why this player uh, wasn't at the level where he's usually or where she is usually. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think that's also very, very important piece. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think I think that's, that's what it is, right? It, it helps you facilitate that athlete, the coach relationship more. You know, it, it's not it's not designed to be a replacement for that, but it's just supposed to to give you that information as a coach to further that those conversations with your athletes, further the um, development of that relationship and everything like that, and, and really just provide one central place for everything, you know, like team management and everything like that. So it's, it's really, really interesting in that way. I want to move now to, to two of our instructors doing a, a, the only joint presentation of the conference, um, Mika Vahalamuka and Marcus Arveya, both people we've had on the podcast. Uh, Marcus was our first ever episode talking about growth mindset, um, and Mika Mika was on to talk about the youth um, physical development model and, and everything like that. Um, they're going to be talking about creating group values, and and you've heard if you've listened to the student roundtable discussion, you've heard about our Oralampi trip, and you've heard about the the process that each class goes through to create their group values and everything like that. And Mika and Marcus are going to be talking about, you know, why why that is important to the success of the of the classes you know and why why building up the group values and and the way that you know we do it here in the program is is so unique and and, and so conducive to the success of the of the class as i mentioned so really interested to hear from them um they're they're both very knowledgeable and and they've been doing you know the oralampi trip and everything like that for i think now 12 or 13 years for each of them and and so they they have a good idea of the impact that these values can have on the success of a team and and, and you know like if if those values are upheld long term that success is is you know is greater or if it's less and everything like that so going to be really interested to hear from them yeah and what i'm excited about this presentation is that because we have been emphasizing this a lot and have been talking about how do we actually how do we actually create or how the instructors actually create with us the values in each class and um, because now all the listeners they know our perspectives but perspective but i'm also very excited that now everyone who will participate can get the perspective of our instructors and also why they are doing this how they come up with it and um, what's the process look like um, because during the during the year there are also follow up meetings, uh, yeah. all these kind of things. How does how will this look like? Everything because um, it's a very it's a very long lasting process. And um, as we, for example, a great example here again is the Finnish women's national team where Ma Marcos Avaya is also working with Pasi Mustonen, who we had on here also two times Pasi. Um, so I I think that's that's going to be. Uh, presentation that hopefully has a huge impact on how teams in the future and coaches create with the athletes value so actually that they will do it I, I that's that's what I'm actually hoping about this yeah yeah and I think you and I both kind of utilize a, a mini version of that camping trip 
in our teams. You know, I think yeah. we did it last year really well when we were coaching together. We went out yeah. and had a hike and then had a, had a lunch and everything like that and did it. You know, of course, it's it's harder to take under 14s and under 13s, you know, camping yeah. for four days. But yeah. um, it, we did a kind of a mini scaled on, on one day and, and I think it worked really well. And, yeah. you know, and another conversation I'm or another present I'm saying conversation because I'm used to podcasting, but another <laughs> another presentation I'm really looking forward to is is the one from from Dr. Diane Culver about coaching women and girls, because you know, there are, there are things that are different about coaching, coaching women and girls than there are about coaching men and women. And, and we hear about Posse talking about this a lot because he's coached both at the highest level. He's coached men's in the, in the Swedish elite league. And then he's also coached women's at the national team level. And, and, you know, he's a pretty darn good coach if I can say so myself. So, you know, the, the difference is there and, and what is important when you're coaching women and girls versus men and, and boys, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, again, it's like the, it's like the, the depression, stress and anxiety, like, like, it's something I don't know about, you know, it's something that yeah. I haven't really looked into myself, because I've, um, you know, I've had a few uh, female athletes on my teams, but I've never really, you know, thought about it. And then that's my mistake, right? And then like, so I'm really interested in hearing more about that from from Dr. Culver, and, and more about, you know, how, how do we have an impact? on the women and girls that we coach and everything like that. So really interested in hearing from that one as well. Yeah, this, this one is going to be also, um, I hope that this also um, will leave basically some impact on, on the people, on, on people's perspective on what it actually means to coach women and girls. And I think also this goes back to what um, uh, Sergio said on our podcast is that um, good coaching equals good coaching. Um, so I think this is this this is also one part, and and also the next part. Why I'm so um, excited about this this conversation, uh, about now I say also conversation <laughs> um, about the presentation from Dr. Diane Kova. The same as you said, it's um, it's something we have been speaking sometimes about, uh, but with Pasi we have been speaking about this quite often. But I'm I'm, I'm happy that we actually now with this conference have the opportunity to give diane the platform to actually speak about this also more more in detail more in depth so that's that's why i'm i'm very excited about this um presentation from her and someone else i'm looking also really forward presenting to is uh domini Mela, um who is the as we all know uh, who has been listening to our show the head coach here in lachti pelicans and he would speak, he was on our podcast to speak about coaching the individual within the team. And he will speak about the same topic at our conference as well. And I think he has so much to offer in this area. And um, I want to share a quick story here as well, because last week, Friday, um, I went with my, because my father was here and we watched uh, the um, Pelicans game against him and Lina. And my, my favorite moment during this game was that um, they were in the third period, I think they were down 2-0 and they had a power play and the players, they just grabbed the board and they started started to or started talking about what they want to do. And uh, a few years ago, I would have perceived this situation so different, but I think this shows that what kind of impact Tommy has with his coaching on the players and the entire coaching stuff. We also obviously we had Jesse Welling on on the show, and they together they're doing fantastic work. Um, so I, I think that's why I'm super excited about, it. and I think this example shows that how important this is to them as yeah. a coaching staff. Yeah, and and, and you know the Chicago Blackhawks coaching staff got a lot of uh, flack for doing something similar a few a few weeks ago at the start of the season, and and it was really interesting to me to hear like you know the national media around the NHL react to the players that have been playing like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves were drawing something up on the whiteboard like those guys have been in Chicago and in the NHL for years like you yeah, think yeah. they know what they're doing but the national media was like this is bad coaching this is terrible like, fire <laughs> him and like no it's it's great coaching right like it's it's a, a young coach I believe Chicago has a young coach but yeah they um, it's a young coach saying like hey you've been in this situation more than I have. Like, yeah. you guys know better than I do. 
So yeah. what's your idea? You know, and it's like, it's like, that's actually, you know, that's really good coaching. So yeah, I'm really interested in hearing and hearing more about, you know, how, how Tommy focuses on that and his team and his group um, on December 9th. One, one that I'm also interested in and, and, you know, coming from it's someone recent on our podcast, Daniel Church, is, is yes. this idea of athlete leadership because, you know, we, we've talked about a lot on our program in our program and in our in our show and everything like this this dual management style and everything like that where you know the the coaches aren't the only ones making the decision they're they're influenced and they're talked to with the athletes the leadership groups and everything like that and daniel you know getting his masters in athlete leadership and everything like that he's someone that uses it every day with his team the the university of or york university women's hockey team and and the way that he uh he implements these ideas and uses them within his team. It, it, it's going to provide a really interesting presentation and, and something that I think is really useful for, for coaches of all ages. You know, even if you have, you know, under eights, under nines, like of course the autonomy and the, and the, the everything is a little bit scaled down compared to a, a university hockey team or a professional hockey team, but you can still implement some of those ideas at every level. So it's going to be really interesting hearing from, from Daniel and, and, and more about, you know, athlete leadership and everything like that. Yeah, and I think also that, like, um, and we, we talk about this a lot, and I, I think that that's why I'm so excited that Daniel is going to present about this topic because it's still something that people or coaches know about, but maybe it's not 100% utilized yet. And I'm hoping that people who will attend, that Daniel will, and I'm pretty sure he will, provide our attendees with the tools that they have the opportunity um, to implementing this. And I think I also totally agree with you that there are ways of implementing or to work around athlete leadership um, in any age group. Maybe at 10U, for example, it's a bit more difficult, but um, for them, it's already maybe leadership when, when they can decide a game based on free. Then it's already some kind of leadership. And what we have been utilizing, and I know you 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 utilize this still, and I'm utilizing this as well. My 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 team is that, and um, because we want that everyone learns to take the responsibility, is a rotational leadership group. And um, I know we have been bringing up this quite often, but the reason why I'm bringing this up again is because uh, we had um, we we change our rotational leadership group every four weeks, and when we had our second one, uh, one of the goalies was on there, and he said. He doesn't like it, hmm. um, this project. And I said, and I said, well, okay. But this is a, I really like this comment because it shows that he is uncomfortable in the situation of taking responsibility. But as long as he doesn't, doesn't is exposed at least to the situation, um, then he actually can learn how it feels like and what, what needs to be taken, what, what, um, and obviously, and, and this is still like, he is not alone. There are five or six players in each group. So, um, but, but that was a, that was a really interesting response. But at the end of the day, I think he, he wasn't so active, but, um, he was pretty quiet and it's also very always interesting to observe how do, how do the people actually, um, take charge when you give them the leadership role in, inside the group and inside the team who is stepping up and because sometimes there are players who, where you, when you meet them the first time, you have the, the judgment that, oh, this player doesn't have leadership responsibility. And one of my players, he was very shy at the beginning, and we have regular talks with our players at sometimes. And one of the practice, the last ones, we were talking again 15 minutes afterward, and he was, he was actually speaking up some very crucial points. So I'm very happy that he has been developing some self-confidence already. Yeah, I, I think that's that's great, and you know, I think it's it's something that's yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to to hear from Church about that. So, you know, a couple more speakers for this day. Uh, the next one I want to talk about here is is Laura Andelin, and she's going to be talking about psychological safety and and how we can create psychological safe, psychologically safe environments within our team, and something that is really important, I think, because you know. If players don't feel safe, they're they're not going to enjoy it, and they're not going to get better. But then, you know, why why are are we not trying to do everything we can to make players feel safe, right? And and to ensure that when a player feels unsafe, 
we're doing everything we can to to turn that around so you know laura she's she's awesome with this stuff you know psychotherapist mental skills specialist um everything like that she she has this stuff she has all this knowledge and and i'm really excited to hear her share about it and and learn more about it because you know environments are constantly changing so you always need more information more tools to create further further safe environments for your athletes and, and for their development and everything like that so yeah gonna be gonna be really a, a really good presentation from laura i believe and also i like why i'm, I'm looking so, so much forward to this one is because like from our previous experience i think um um and a lot of that i think that's the experience from a lot of students students that we have been all in environments where we maybe or at least i can say 100 where i did not feel psychologically psychologically so safe and then you come to viromeki and it's the total opposite and after almost spending um uh, after spending three and a half years you can see that how much of an impact it can have on your growth and development um when it's actually psychologically safe so I'm 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 very happy that she will present and will address this topic at our conference on December 9th. And um the last speaker on this day, if I'm if I if I'm if I'm looking here correctly, will be Dr. Gorn Bloom. And he will speak about the importance of team building. And um this year I invest a lot in team building. Every four weeks we have team building sessions, at least every four weeks. And we do certain activities and um, you can really see that what kind of impact it has on the group. And at the same time, I think this is very well, this is a very well connected topic to leadership because a lot of time doing those team building activities, you see actually um, players stepping up where you judge them at the beginning. Oh, they don't have certain abilities to do so, but um, they will prove you are wrong. Uh, 100% because I think it's 100% like this. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, team building is so crucial and, and, you know, with, with our team, we've, we've had to start doing it every, every week, you know, we spend 15 minutes every week on dedicated team building, just because we realized that we were joining players from every neighborhood around the region. And, and now, you know, they didn't really know each other. They didn't really know how to work with each other and everything like that. So. We've started to implement that every week for 15 minutes and, and it's, it's getting, it's getting better, you know, and, and that's, that's why I'm so interested to hear from, from Dr. Bloom, because it'll, it'll continue my knowledge of, of how do we implement team building on for purpose, you know, like for purposeful reasons. And, and I think that's going to be really interesting. So yeah, that's, that wraps up our, our second day on team development for December 9th. Again, link for registration is down in the show notes. So, so don't forget to join us. Uh, via Zoom on December 9th. Our final day. So our final day is around coach development, uh, December 16th. We have some awesome speakers, just like the other two days. We have some awesome speakers. Um, you know, I think the coach development piece is, is important for us because, and it's going to be a really interesting blend of how do, how do we work as coach developers, but then also how do we develop ourselves as coaches? So it's kind of a nice mm. blend between the two sides of the coin. And and it's, it's, it's going to be um, a really, really fun day, I think, for, for me as someone that wants to be a future coach developer. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and to kick off that day, we have we have Kirsty Hamelinen, who is the vice president for Europe for the International Council of Coaching Excellence. And she's going to be just talking about the, the mission of the ICCE within the realm of coach development. So what are they trying to do to further coach development systems? to further the act of coach development and everything like that. And, and she is someone with so much knowledge when it comes to being a coach developer. She is, she's, you know, wicked smart with it. And, and like she, her, her ideas and her speaking and everything like that, like you can just tell she has a lot of information and, and such a willingness to, to share and help and, and everything like that. And now she's involved with our, our, our program a little bit more on the Finnish side than the English side, but um, still it's, it's going to be really interesting to hear more from her and more about, you know, what the ICC does and, and how it helps to develop coaches. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's 100% on point because, um, and I'm, I'm very happy that she will speak um, as a presenter from the ICCE on our conference because it's a, 
<laughs> it's the it's the if i please correct me now if i'm uh, wrong it's the international coaching what international is it? council for coaching excellence yeah international council for coaching excellence so i think this is a um it's just again i'm very happy that she will speak about this because she will make people aware about this that this actually um exists because i i did not know so much about the icce until uh, we started to actually put this into the um conference as well and um i looked up also there stuff some stuff here in the library they have they have a lot of resources uh for coaching development and for developing your own coaching so i'm i'm really looking forward to that people will become more conscious about and the next person i'm very very excited about is going to be uh, andy rogers and we re just recently had with him a um, introductory call and i just found it so generous and so cool how curious he was about the show and about the conference and it was more like asking us um the information and then um and then basically having a discussion about what this could potentially be and how this could potentially look like so this was definitely a, a, a very very cool way of running this last yeah. meeting with him yeah and he's he's someone that is just really curious about like what we're doing here and, and who we are yeah. as people so um you know hear him talk about the coach development system that they've implemented and, and kind of built up in new zealand is going to be uh, really interesting from like a national level you know and and we have we have christian Diefenbach talking about a similar topic you know building up the coach development system in the u.s and so those two are going to really bounce off each other quite nicely and, and it's going to be kind of fun to compare and contrast the differences and everything like that um but Kristen is someone or dr Diefenbach is someone that you know i'm also interested in, in listening to uh present and you know both people we haven't had on the podcast yet uh but they're going to be really interesting episodes when we get them on um but you know for for dr Diefenbach, she's the president of the u.s council for coaching excellence and she does a lot of work with you know usa hockey and, and other federations on their coach development systems and and just building up that system in the u.s is, is so crucial because you know the u.s has a lot of athletes a lot of young athletes i mean not just in yeah. hockey not just in um you know football which are the you know more common sports here in, in europe compared to i would say you know american football but in american football we have a ton of athletes you know so it's you know it's a it's a big country with a lot of coaches and a lot of athletes and and the if if you know, Dr. Divenbach's work with the coach development system is going to make such a big impact on, you know, just how do we treat our athletes? How do we coach our athletes? How do we develop people and, and everything like that? So Andy and, and, and Dr. Divenbach are going to present two similar topics that I think are going to bounce off each other really nicely, like I said. So I'm really interested to hear from both of them. Um, well, 100. Yeah. Yeah. 100 percent, yeah. because uh, as you said, like the US is such a big country and so many athletes playing so many different sports and that's why this um coach development piece has a, i think it's everywhere super crucial and super essential but i can imagine that in the united states it has such a different meaning again I, you know this much better than i do uh but and also i'm i'm super excited to speak about uh, that she will present at our conference because recently we had the um meeting with her um, introductory call as well and she was it was 6 a.m her time and she was super energized so i don't want to know how energized she's going to be uh, at an at a later stage on on the day when she's going to present so um very very happy that she will present as well and someone else um who will present at our conference on december 9th is dean holden um about critical reflection and um this is going to be also i think he will make some people brains cooking and the only thing i hope that it's not going to be two hours because otherwise <laughs> otherwise we don't have space for our speakers anymore no I'm, I'm just i'm just messing no it's it's very nice that dean is going to join us um and um critical reflection as we have been learning is such essential for your development and actually recognizing of what needs to be adjusted and 
how do you can improve yourself um how do you can become a better person how do you can help your players to become better there are so many factors that contribute contribute to this continuous improvement i think this is this is truly the source of actually being able um to con- improve continuously yeah and I, I think that's something that you know we talk about a lot is this idea of critical reflection so going to be really uh, excited to hear from dean on that because it's such a crucial topic um someone that you know i i find is going to be a really interesting presentation is, is sala os our communications teacher and and also a local theater director because you know we had her on the podcast fairly recently i think over the summer and and she is so interesting like she her her view of communication and and how she teaches it and how she talks about it it's so awesome like it just makes you think completely differently about how you communicate how you interact with people and everything like that so really excited to hear more about communication interaction from her uh on on december 16th and and she's gonna be it's gonna be a fun presentation i i I know that because she's a a very fun and energetic person yeah 100 percent. because also like we had her in class and just her, com- her, her, her communication skills are so professional. And, I'm, and especially she emphasizes a lot nonverbal communication and not just like, okay, non-verbal, non- nonverbal communication is this, this, this. She actually had some really, really good exercises about how we recognize where our nonverbal communication is. And I'm super excited that people, first of all, can see her visit, visit visually how she how she communicates verbally and non-verbally and secondly i'm super excited that she can keep sharing her knowledge about um improving our communication skills so this is going to be um a very very good presentation as well i'm very convinced about this and then um i'm very excited for becca clever um i was so lucky that when i was in the second year that i still had a few classes with him and he would speak about creating a learning network. And um, I think for us as well, this is a very, this is a topic that needs to be, that needs to, it needs a lot of intention because especially when you, when you start coaching, um, because it's, it's very important that we build personal relationships with the people in the coaching community, but how are we going to do it? This is very essential. So that's why I'm, very, very, very excited that Pekka will speak about this topic yeah. on our conference. Yeah, and it, there's no one better in my mind because he knows so many people. You know, he's yeah. developed such a good network for himself. So, yeah, really going to be interested to hear from him and, and the, kind of the opportunities he's had to, to create his own network and everything like that. All right, so finally, our, our final presenter to talk about is, is Dr. Wade Gilbert. Um, he's going to be kind of capping off the, the whole conference with, with a, a really interesting uh, presentation style. So he's going to be, you know, kind of answering some questions that, that you, I, and some of the other students are going to come up with when it comes to the importance of values and philosophy as a coach. So going to be a really unique um, kind of presentation style, kind of more of a question and answer and everything like that. But, you know, he's someone that is so knowledgeable and so interesting to hear speak all the time that it, I think it's going to be an awesome 30 minutes and and something that is going to be um, really, really cool to hear from and, and hear about. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one and, and, and some of the questions that we're going to come up with. And, and hopefully we can challenge him a little bit and, and, and kind of really get to some some of the, the really interesting stuff when it comes to um, creating your own values, creating your core values and creating your coaching philosophy. Yeah, also this is like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that we have like, on the December 9th that with Mika Velomuka and Marcus Avaya creating the group values. And then on the following week that Wade will speak about the importance of values and philosophy because these two topics are so closely connected. And um, definitely that's, first of all, establishing, there's so many steps in establishing a coaching philosophy. And it's, like even now, I mean, I know we, we just spoke a few weeks ago about our coaching philosophy, but I, I just feel like that already now again, like um, um, it's just constantly, you, add, you want to add constantly something to your coaching philosophy. You're just getting like um, very addicted to being curious and adding stuff to it. So I think that's why I'm 
Um, very happy that he will speak about this topic or actually the way how he would speak it because um, it's, it's very good that people have the opportunity to ask him and he will answer those questions um, around this area. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that is our, our final day of the conference, December 16th. Um, again, link down in the in the show notes. So, so register now and, and, and don't miss out on, on hearing from all these great speakers. And then, you know, I, I just wanted to take a second to thank all of the speakers for, for joining us. It's going to be awesome three days uh, over three weeks in December. And and it's just going to be, I mean, I think you and I are both overwhelmed with, with how much help and how much willingness they, they are given to us. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And, and I also just wanted to quickly shout out, I mean, we're, we're not the only people doing a conference. So um, there's also the, the ICCE conference coming up in a couple weeks. Um, and I believe that one's free to register for, um, for the online experience. And then also the iCoach Kids Conference coming up December, I think it's 13th and 14th, if I'm not mistaken. So so go check out those conferences as well because there's some awesome speakers at those events as well. And then there's a ton of other conferences as well. But we are we are glad that you are listening to us and then picking our conference. So, um, you know, we are excited to, to welcome everybody in December. So, um, yeah, uh, thanks everybody to, for listening to our, our little preview of the Coaches World Conference presented by Coach Tools. And we are excited, as we've mentioned multiple times today, to welcome everybody on Zoom in December. So again, don't forget to register. Don't forget to follow us on, on social media at The Coaches Road to, to further see some speaker announcements and everything like that. Um, and until next week, we will see everyone then. And bye-bye.